Welcome back to What the Fluxtapose, episode 401. I am Jason Lacey, and back in the saddle, filling in yet again, the lovely, the dashing, may I say, Kevin Austin. Oh, I thought you, I thought Sean Capri was here for a minute. I thought that's what that was. Oh, uh, hey, so what? what is Lucas doing anyway? Why, why couldn't he make it again? I mean, he did 400 and then all of a sudden he just takes off? Like, what? Yeah, well, you know, he, it's been a few years. He decided to get out of the house finally and earn a living for himself. What if he has a second secret family? And that's really what this all is. That he's not he's not typing in Dr. Scribbles anymore and he's he's got a second family. Yeah. What what if that's what it is? Maybe what if, what all if they along, were... he was lying. He didn't have a second job. He did well, a second job. Well, yeah, stay-at-home dad's a job. I want to give him that. But what if that was the secret comes out like a year from now that he has a whole other family that nobody knew about. I could see that. I'd say, would you be surprised? No, he seems, he seems like the type. And <laughs> so, you, so you're saying you'd be proud. Kind of shifty <laughs> character kind of called into question. Uh, mental health, very unstable. I yep. mean, checks I, all the boxes. I, if right? you're counting the boxes, they're all checked. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Like, much like he described, we thought there would be times when he wouldn't be absent, and here we are, and we we didn't we didn't like go into detail about it, but you're like unofficially official, unofficial on the show, part of the show. We're not sure yet. You're here though, and appreciate I'm here. that. I I I poured myself out to you guys willingly. So, I mean. The pay grade you got from Donnie seemed reasonable, so it wasn't really, like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't hard to, like, you know, it wasn't hard to maintain. That's what I'm yeah. saying here. Yeah, no, it's, it's an easy transition. It was a buyout. I was a free agency. Uh, there was no, there's no, there's nothing left on my contract you had to pick up in the trade. And, right. I mean, you, you got nothing and you gave nothing, so I think it works out, right? Yeah, I, yeah, it works for me. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to have you here. I'm glad not to do solo shows. I'm glad not to have to. Those are know. tough. Hey, who wants to come on the show? Do the podcast with me. Come on. We haven't talked in forever, but it'll be fun. Hey, no. I'm your which, friend, really. Which, which sometimes does lead itself to great uh, content. But oh, sure. Sometimes it's just, you know, you never know. You know? But then you got to go through the effort and stuff. It's just nice knowing you have a backup. It's like the spare tire. It's not as good as the other tires in the car. It's been sitting there for God knows how long, but it's still potentially more reliable than rolling the dice, right? It's that tiny donut, too. You never yeah. know. And, le- and let's face it. You just said the word effort. I mean, that's not some of my strong suit lately. <laughs> that, that goes against all flux to post, period. Let's be real. Like, that's not, that's not on brand. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, thank you. Thank you again. Welcome, welcome back. This is episode 401. We got the Inc. RSS. You guys know that. We got the Discord. You guys know that. I have to say them because I say them. It's just, it's part of the bad, the bad open. It's not a cold open. It's not a warm open. It's a bad open. Lukewarm open? Uh, Tempid open. Ooh, I like that. I can go with that. I can get around that. So, here we are, man. Closing, closing out August. Falling our way into September. I can't believe, like, we were, you know, we were, Gavin, before the show started, and we were talking like the disastrous state of, you know, I'm closing down programs because I wanted the, the pristine bandwidth situation for this mm-hmm. year podcast. And it's like, oh, I got to close uh, Game Pass. And you're like, oh, Halo's going to want to update. And I'm like, actually, yes, Halo does want to update. And it's like, how do you feel about that? It's like, I don't really need it to update. And <laughs> um, we're just commenting like that game's almost a year old. And it's what a, 
What a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've waxed poetic about it over the past year when I had nothing else to else to play, and I was very much in on that. But I'm curious. Speaking of Game Pass, I'm really interested to see if anybody actually plays Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Um, because that that's that's some pristine online multiplayer, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if they'll. Hmm. That's I doubt it, but I, d- I doubt be, it too. Yeah, I don't. I don't see people jumping. I'd be in. interested to see if, it, if that sparks any interest. Like you can still play uh, right now. Uh, enemy territory is still active. I yeah. mean, I want. I don't want to use the term active, but you can still very much play that. The, oh yeah. For lo- those that are not familiar, it was the. It started out as a sequel to the game, and then, or I think it's an expansion, and then it just became a standalone multiplayer mm-hmm. component. And uh, yeah, just very, very interested to see. Um, I've talked about that game many times, and it's just a sweet spot for me in gaming history. But uh, it'd be interesting, um, especially I wonder if they had crossplay between Xbox and PC, which I don't know. I think that'd be damn near impossible in that game because um, yeah, it, it could be enabled. Think, it's going to be a terrible experience for folks, yeah. but <laughs> I, there's not enough aim assist with that game. I don't think there's enough aim assist in no. The programming to give consoles a leg up because oh man the precision on that one and just with like the massive headshot damage um yeah, yeah. anyway they'd anyway. have to rebuild it they're not gonna do that they can't even get they no. can't even get the campaign the co-op campaign out let alone they're gonna reprogram entire return to castle wolfenstein three four three is responsible for both of these things <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh god I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't know. It just feels like it should be a home run with Halo, with that a legacy in that franchise. And it just, yeah. You, I mean, it's got to be. You're, you're, not, not, you're not even failing forward. You're right. just, you're they, just failing. They have oh. to have like cut the staffing or the fund. Like, I can't imagine they, they can't do more than what they've done. I just feel like they haven't allocated the people or the resources to do it is the only thing I can come up with like that. That's the only way I can justify how it's launch went and is still yeah. going. Cause we still don't have a full game yet. It's still, it's still not a full release when you think about it and it's no. a year in, but it wasn't an early access game. So I don't remember. I, I still don't know if they ever gave a date on when they were going to put uh forge out. Cause that could be a big thing. Like you could at least get, get the forge out and you can get people, playing custom i think that's testing because i saw somebody was making uh andy's room from toy story so i don't know if it's released <laughs> or it's in testing but somebody did it um because i saw some screenshots some there. content dripping in there because i think yeah. that's the other thing let alone the co-op but i mean you, let the community you, make the baps that would be yeah that would be yeah, an easy way trying out of it, to you like think. you're trying to like advertise this as such this multiplayer shooter but the whole time in like this service game of a service and it's been been almost 12 months and you've released two new maps. Well, look at it this way. They said it had what a 10 year plan on the game. This is why we're getting ready for year two. They haven't done anything really when you think about it. So it's a very small plan, just really stretched out to make that 10 year mark. It's just, man, very, I remember when, you know, when Microsoft first bought, halo and then i remember when it was announced that you know bungie was no longer was done with the franchise mm-hmm. i remember thinking like oh boy and because I, I didn't know anything about 343 and what that was going to be and um I, I don't know if there's a good I, uh, yeah 
I mean, look at all the content Bungie's putting out with Destiny 2. And they don't have Microsoft money. Like, and they've done circles around They just, they just got Sony money now, right? Yeah, but even that, they don't have... Well, I guess now they do, yeah. But, like, a lot of the stuff that they've been putting out had to have already been in the works before this. So that Bungie development with Sony is only, what, a month official at this point, like, since it went through? So they were mm-hmm. developing stuff already, and they, and they still did more than what Halo's... Halo, let's change the name instead of Infinite to Halo Indefinite. That's <laughs> when everything's going to come out. It'll be out indefinitely. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just a sad thing to see with such a, a storied franchise and right. a, a gaming legacy that's kind of just, like, is what it is now. Let's be real. But this I would not I, happen if it was Mario. Nintendo would never let Mario come out like this. I, I don't know, though. Is it, like... The problem is, though, that, like, I don't think... Do people even care anymore? I mean, there's so many other, like... As always in in gaming, there's other things that to you're always having to fight with your interest and attention over. But I mean, at this point, I feel like it's going to be too little, too late. Anyway, I never even I never touched the campaign, and I don't know if like co-op is going to be enough to bring people back to it. I feel like most people, like I don't really I don't know anyone else that plays that game right now. No, no, if you were going to play the campaign. If you're going to play the campaign, you would have played it by now. Adding the co-op is not going to be something enough to drive people to do it. Because here's the thing. You have to coordinate with another person and play through this entire game, which it's pretty lengthy in my mind, be- only because of its open open world nature. It's not level-based. If it was level-based like the other Halos, no problem. Night or two, you can probably bang out the whole game. This is not that at all. So now you have to look at, okay, I'm going to coordinate my schedule with another human being. We all know how that works. And we're going to continuously drive through this entire campaign. No, you would have played it already if you had your attention kind of deal. And, and honestly, it was fine. It was good. But the, the only thing that really felt great was the gunplay, which is what Halo kind of always had, that great gunplay feel. Mm-hmm. But the story in the campaign for me wasn't enough to be like, I'm going to keep playing this even myself. I think I put like 20 hours into it. And I was like, I didn't finish it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm good. It, it's the same thing over and over again. I don't need to finish it. Like, yeah. Sure. Hmm. Well, it's a shame. But enough about Halo. Kevin, tell me, what's been going on? I mean, it's been a while since we've chatted. I, I see some interesting notes here. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What do I want to start here? Um. You know, we'll start with back to school first, because um, I know you have some stuff to say about that as well. And you did mention that, you know, we're at the end of August. Um, I had I had my first pumpkin spice latte today, Jason, of the year. So I, I have one tomorrow. Oh, look at that. There you go. We had, uh, we, you know, we're doing the office expansion, and uh, our marketing person had a bunch of furniture, and like, you know, needed volunteers to go up there and put stuff together, and then you get free Starbucks out of it. So that's what's. And up, that man. was just the joke. Someone's like, "Well, pumpkins, pumpins, boys, lattes are back." I'm like, "PSLs for everybody," and I was like, yeah. "Fuck yeah. it." I got no yeah. shame in it. People at work were making fun of me. I'm like, I'll "I don't be care." A basic B. That's what I said. I'm a basic basic white girl with this. I'm like, I don't care. I was like, it's pumpkin spice season, and it's that way until it's not. And then guess what? It's gingerbread season, Jason. It's all we need. Pumpkin spice to <laughs> you know, gingerbread. I, we're good for the year. I I'm more excited about the temperature changes that accompany that said flavors more than the flavors. Like it was like only yeah. 75 today. 72, oh, you're lucky. And I'm like this is amazing. It was still in the 90s here, and the humidity was oh, still high. Uh, that. Yeah, we're still running the AC kind of all the time in the living room, kind of deal to, to cool off the first floor. So it's that hasn't been fun. But uh, yeah, I digress. I'm for the electrical bill. Oh, dude, mine is so high, and I just paid like five hundred towards it the other day, and I still, and I got the bill for the new month like right after. I'm like, God damn it, you know. 
Um, <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. And then what's going to happen is the gas bill is going to go up for the heat when it does cool off. Yep. I don't know. I, I think well, they're Kevin, saying, you know, you could probably sign up for the budget billing and then we'll just charge you an even amount year round. the entire year and you don't have to deal with the fluctuations. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I but then like I that. know in the summer I'm still paying just as much when I'm not getting that yeah. break in the summer where it's cheaper. But I want to know that like that nice fall break when I don't have to use the air conditioner right. or the heat and I just have the windows open and you're just like, yes. <laughs> yes, and then, but, you're, but yeah, for, if for I do like the budget. A month, for like one month. Yes, right, right. And they're saying too, so like, I don't know if it's happening in your neck of the woods, but it's starting to happen up here is we're already seeing some leaves change, which is weird because it's not cool enough yet so like they're the weather like people are saying like we could potentially be looking at a horrible winter coming because it's been so hot so humid the crops have been garbage this year um all the stuff that should be coming into season now is just it's toast um no rain like we're thinking we're gonna get beaten for it so i'm kind of hoping well we we get get to hear about another with those fabled i believe they're called the nor'easters i mean we get those anyway but yeah (laughs) i'm thinking long term Mm -hmm. one you know, I, I remember like when I was a kid, it would be like, you know, it's probably different for you guys where you are. But like we would see, you know, snow in like November. Like I remember the Thanksgivings as a kid where it was snowy mm-hmm. outside. It hasn't happened that way. And I don't know how long I can't remember the last time it was like snowy then. But they're saying like we could see that type of thing. But um, I mean, anyway, so, yeah, school started officially today. So my youngest uh, entered second grade. Uh, today so she was all pumped for that all excited to go back to school which was nice she's not at that age yet where she's dreading it um my middle child they are starting tomorrow uh going into the 10th grade and then my oldest is now officially a bum because she's out of school and she still doesn't have a full-time job and it's coming a long time she should be in school so you know dealing with that stuff (laughs) what's her uh what she i mean what are her what I use the term plan loosely at yeah. that age because you don't have one. But I mean, what's 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 she trying to do right now? Is so she, is she she's kind I, of I, I, I'm unfamiliar. Figured, she, was she yeah. doing planning college, taking some time off? She has zero plans for college, which is fine. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the whole controversy right now about student loans and debt and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I, you know, I told her, it's like, that's fine. I was like, college, you do not need to go to college nowadays to get a good paying job. You just don't. You can do a trade, you can do a skills, you can do a specialty thing and still be just fine. Like I have a degree and I'm not making, there are people that don't, that could be making just as much, if not more than me, uh, easily enough. So I was like, that's fine. I was like, but the rule is going to be is if you're not uh, attending school, then I want you to be working full time. I was like, you have to start building towards something because if you're not going to go to school, um, although somebody told me today that change, I have to look into it, that you're off my benefits once you hit 21. I was like, so you need to start getting your ducks in a row. She has a couple years, but I want her to be prepared for paying for your own car insurance, paying for your own medical coverage and dental and vision, all that kind of stuff, because, you know, she wears contacts. She has to see a dentist and I'm sure she'll have medical problems. Um, But her goal, her dream, if you will, right now is she wants to be a tattoo artist. Mm, Okay. Which, I mean, she's a very talented artist. She can draw. So, like, I I don't have any doubts that she could do that. Uh, But as I told her, I was like, that's a difficult business to break into. You have to build a portfolio. You have to get a clientele. You typically have to do like an apprenticeship. You don't just get to go and get hired at a place. I'm like, you work towards it part time, potentially for free, you know, doing stuff to build up that that base. I was like, so in the meantime, you still need a good job and you can work on that, you know, on the side. It's like, I want you working full time, do that in your free time and on the side. That's fine. Build towards that and also save money, get that equity built up that if you want to open your own studio. When you get there, you you can. You'll be financially responsible for it and be able to. Um, 
So she's kind of in a, in a weird place. Like we gave her the summer as a break. Like I wasn't pushing on her right from the start. I wanted to sound like I was, you know, well, you don't graduate, go out and get a job. Like we told her, you know, take the summer, figure it out. The boyfriend moved to Arizona because he's going to school out there. So there's all that trauma with that, you know. That oh, kind of stuff. devastation. I bet. They're, they're making it work long distance. She's talked about wanting to move out there. Well, that's a whole other fight potentially down the line. But um, yeah, she has um, a CNA license, though. So she can be a certified nursing assistant. So she can get a good paying mm-hmm. part time job, full time job if she wants. Um, she has to take um, she did. I forget. She took half of her qualifications to be an emt as well i forget if it was the the practical exam or the written exam but you got to do both she has one the other one isn't until like october for the state so she can do that and get both those certifications so again another opportunity for a good paying job uh you know especially part-time full-time whatever she wants to do that you don't need a college education for so i'm hoping she goes that route to build her you know career and then do tattoos that's what she wants to do you know sure that is the one field that as a kid you think man like uh, paramedics and blah 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 they must you know they they're saving people's lives and they must be like taken care of and it's like no that is nope. i admire anyone that can stick that at profession because not only are the hours grueling and the schedule but then i you know i hear like the pay is just not great yeah it's not there's great. a couple towns because of shortages now but there's a couple towns that are looking for emts to work within the actual fire department um okay and those ones are paying 75k to start with benefits oh wow so if she can get one of those that's a great job for somebody without a degree and just starting off to to land kind of deal so if she goes that route she can do that and i was like if you don't want to deal with potential trauma and stuff like that then be a cna i was like go work in a go work in an assisted living not a nursing home so you're not like caring for elderly people it's like work in assisted living where you're just there as a support function you know you're not having to do all the the stuff that potentially you don't want to deal with as a kid you know you're not giving yeah. sponge baths you're not doing any medical procedures on anybody you're just there for emergency purposes and mm-hmm. to chit chat with the old folks as they come by to get their mail or whatever like it's, it's super easy I'm like do that that pays well too and i was like and that's a zero stress job like let's be real like you don't have really anything you need to be accountable for like you don't you know unless you're working like the memory ward with people who are suffering from alzheimer's like you don't really have to deal Mm -hmm. with anything Mm -hmm. uh my grandmother lives in one she's fully independent she can still drive like it's not she just it's an apartment complex for old people and you just have to work there you know but but yeah that's that's where my kids are um did did yours start or what's the what's the deal with that yeah we started uh kindergarten started on uh, excuse me, this has been a debate in, in the house, and you've probably heard it. I don't, I pronounce, I I will pronounce, unless I actively, I will say kindy, kindygarten. That's how I, I do not pronounce, I do not pronounce the word correctly. Oh, instead oh, of, so that's what kindy means in the show notes. Yeah. I thought you uh, referred, I think you were referring to Al-Kindy, the, the Arab Muslim, Muslim philosopher. I mean, I'm big on his, his teachings, but okay. I, I don't, I don't say kindergarten correctly so yeah he started uh on tuesday and it's and you can probably uh clear this up for us but it's it's it was been a, that first week last week was that was a tough week mm. a lot of big feelings there and, oh yeah um you know to the the first couple days like my wife was really upset when he on the first day because like you know, drop off and they went front grade but then when she like picked him up at the end because they get to go on the playground there yeah which is his pickup, and he was just, like, sitting by himself, which he never does. So she's Ooh. like, he has no friends, and da-da-da-da-da. And, um, 
next day he was playing with kids. I'd say so, that's that's it, something to worry about. They take a couple of days to learn, especially when it's kindergarten. Like yeah. that's the first time with these kids, and he's gonna see him every day. He'll be fine. That's not. Yeah, and like I think for him, it's like he and he like I think Thursday last week just broke down and was in tears. Didn't want to get in. My wife couldn't get him to go in, so he didn't go to school that day, and then oh. got him to go back on Friday. And says it's because there's no toy. You know, there's no there all the toy. Everything's all there's wooden toys, and he's used because like his preschool had way too much shit in it. Yeah, it was just everything you know so uh, no matter where he, he what district he would want to this would have been a change so it's you know it's a big shift from what preschool is to what kindergarten kind of is for kids yeah. so it's been a journey and um you know but generally was looking forward to it and was excited to go and he went today and had a great time and um he i think there's like three three boys and maybe a girl he always always run around with and i can't you know, what are your friends' names? I don't know. We still we're still learning that. You know, he doesn't remember their names, and he's always yep. at the age two where you got to really tailor the questions because I ask him like that generic, "How was school?" I don't remember. You know, that's what that's all he gives me. So, yep, uh, seems to be going well, and um, hopefully we, you know, head in the right direction there. And like, there's times like because you know it's a bit of a drive. It takes like 20 minutes to get him there, and then sure. like yeah. complains about the car ride, and then my wife questions <laughs> if that was the right thing. But I mean, there's just good stuff, and like the like the one day they were out hiking in the woods for like a good chunk of the day, and um, just stuff like that that he's not going to get in the normal, you know, school program. So I think the the pros outweigh the cons. It's just you're always going to like when you do something new, and there's any kind of pushback or slight negative to it you're just going to assume like you, you made a terrible choice and that's just what parenting is you know second guessing yourself and it's just a series of terrible over the smallest real. the smallest things so yeah i mean the first terrible choice is having kids in the first place i mean that's <laughs> it's just continues on um but how's yeah. how's mom doing with being a, an empty nester right now well i mean it's like it's only for like i think he's in class so probably she probably gets about two hours i think to herself oh, it's half day so. kindergarten half day okay, so that, okay. yeah so that's not like, so bad yet i think for him too that's the better move half day mm-hmm. versus full but you know I, I i'm glad that she gets a little time to herself yeah. and then gets her used to that before we go back you know next year when she does have a full day to herself and like much like you know lucas was found in something like she'd be open to to working again it's just like you got to find something that need mom's hours yeah that would be flexible that she could do and that you know you know she would want to do so yeah that's a t- that's something i mean that's that's what my wife is still never going back so it's you know it's it's tough um because like you said he's sure she could find a job but are the hours gonna be accommodating like not everyone hires for mom's hours with the exception of sometimes like coffee shops or like mcdonald's and stuff like that like yeah and does she want to even do that like is it even right. worth it you know right exactly yeah yeah it's more it's more finding yourself again as a person when you're not caring for another 24 7 like yeah, finding so- out what she likes to do that she hasn't done in a while or a hobby or something like that yeah that might be even more beneficial than working if that's how she feels sure you know, that, I'm, so. I'm looking forward to her not having to be my mom all the time because <laughs> <So, laughs> i think you know that's you know obviously i leave the house but i mean like i'm not like yeah i'm working and it's not really relaxing you know no. so, but i'm not like there in the in the trenches all day like she is so right right oh speaking of in the trenches so uh jason my my middle child has uh started playing dungeons and dragons satan's game yeah 
Um, and it's with a group of friends, which is great because, um, so that's my son, Gabe, that I'm referring to. So the one that went through the transition, you know, is now trans, transgender, has gone, you know, uh, horm- uh, testosterone treatments and stuff like that now. So he's mm-hmm. he's dealt with some stuff over the past couple of years, as we all have. Um, and, you know, he's found that close-knit circle of friends, which is great because he's kind of open. He's coming out of a shell a little bit more and, and finding other like-minded individuals, which isn't always, always easy, you know. Um, and they all decide they want to play Dungeons & Dragons, but the problem was none of them knew how to. Like they, you know, we're figuring it out. So my son, he, uh, he spent a lot of time researching and, and kind of writing his own campaign. So he's kind of been designated their dungeon master and they've oh, done nice. it like three or four times now. Um, and the good and the bad here is it's always at my house. Jason. <laughs> and it's on a Sunday, which is the Lord's day. And coming up soon, it's going to be football day. Oh no. And it's the day that I want to relax because I got to go back to work the next day. But the group of people was 10 people this past Sunday. Oh my gosh. That's like, and, a, that's not even a party. That's like a, that's a gang. Yeah. And they play in the kitchen because we have a very large uh, table in the kitchen and it's bar height. Uh, so it's great to fit a lot of people around easily. Um, we put the leaf in and it extends out super long. So everyone can sit there and be fine. The problem is that's the room directly next to the living room. When I say they are loud, Jason, I'm talking like front row with like the red hot chili peppers or, <laughs> you know, the Foo Fighters loud. Um, so that's that's the downside. The good side is, and my wife feels this way as well, is that if we are the hangout house, we don't have to worry what our kids are doing they're exposed to what they're exposed to because they're they're at home right and we sure. also know that some of these kids who are, who are like my son have a safe place where if their family doesn't agree with their lifestyle choices they're in a judgment-free area which is awesome so by all means i don't want to sound like i'm complaining i'm really not because sure, sure. the grand in the grand scheme of things i'm happier it's here i'm happy with what he's doing versus what he could be doing elsewhere uh it's just they're so damn loud and they they started <laughs> at um the game he told me was starting at one o'clock people started showing up at noon. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh no. Okay. And we went grocery shopping the day before they ate so many snacks. Now these are, these are 10th graders and some, some, some cases older, I believe we have a senior in the mix or a junior in the okay. mix. At least it was a friend. We, it's a kid we've known for a while. So there's no well, you got to have an Eddie in there. So I mean, right, right. They drank a gallon of milk at their age. Number one, drinking milk. Now, yes, they made dungeoning. Yeah, it's not they, even it's not even blue. No, well, they made it chalky, so it's chalky milk. They they made it. I heard that numerous times. We're having chalky milk, so that was a thing. And then one kid walked into the house carrying a large cardboard box, and I just watched him walk by, and I'm like, mm. you know, I try and be that fun dad, so I'm just kind of like making fun of these kids as they walk in. So I'm just like eyeball him as he walks by and goes into the other room. When they come out and begin their campaign, Jason, one kid was in full chainmail. <laughs> With a helmet and a sword. Not a real sword, thankfully, but I don't know what to do. My kid had elf ears on. Uh you know They are in character. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I you know, I I, I couldn't Dungeons and Dragon never really stuck for me and like I you know, we did like with Lucas we did the we did like a, a very brief Dungeons and Dragons 
attempt and then we did like the star wars uh role oh, playing yeah. as well yeah. and, and like you know i i so i've only attempted my my exposure to tabletop is or pen and paper is, is very very brief but i just couldn't i couldn't like get into character like that yeah. right <laughs> again effort common theme we just don't we just don't have it in us jason i'm, I'm with you i'm like i, I no Tell me, tell me the character I'm supposed to be, and I'll just, I'll be that character. You know, I won't need to act it out or anything. But you know, of course, as the day went on, I had to keep teasing and stuff like that. So I'd yell at them to shut up and this stuff. Well, you know, jokingly. And at one point, I was walking through the kitchen to head downstairs. I think I was folding laundry or something like that. And it was at a quiet point, a rare quiet point in that afternoon. I looked at them, and they all kind of looked at me as I walked in the room, and I said, "What do I have to roll to cast silence on this entire room?" So I don't need to hear you. Like, roll the d twenty, roll the d twenty. Yeah, I'm trying to just. I would have loved. What if you would have like critted and got a twenty on them? That'd been I know. I, I was tempted. They tried to give me a roll, and I was like, nah, "I'm just teasing you guys." Um, so yeah, that's just an adventure of a whole new thing for me. And I'll I'll jump into my last story here, and then I'll I'll get back to you to round out the section because it's kind of tied in. So it's the one I labeled Raccoon, Jason. Ooh, fuck. So while all the kids are here, you know, and I was taking the Sunday to kind of do some chores around the house, do some stuff like that. So we were outside, and we'd gotten a pool. Not that long ago. I don't know if I talked about it on the show last time or not. I think I did. Anyway, um, I had to go outside and kind of clean the pools. I had like the little vacuum thing and I was kind of sucking mm-hmm. up the stuff there, putting the treatment and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, you know what? Let me walk around the yard and uh, look for dog droppings and bag those up and, and deal with that too. Because, you know, we don't always... The dog only poops in our yard for some reason. He will not poop on a leash. He will not poop out in walks. So oh, sometimes nice. we just let him out in the back and I don't sit there with him and wait for him to poop and pick it up. I'll just pick it up you know, every couple, every other day or something. Um, so I'm doing that and... I happen to look on, so you have to visualize my, my, my house here. So my house is kind of in the middle. I have a small space on either side of the house. That's yard. And then I have a fenced in backyard. So on one side of the house, it is fenced all the way to the front of the house. The other one, the fence doesn't begin until you're towards the back. So that side of the house with that long running thing up the side, we don't really use that side for anything. Um, It's not paved. There's not really a walkway. You're just walking on grass all the way up to get there. So we don't pay a lot of okay. attention to that side of the house. We mainly go on the other side of the yard if we're going in because that's where the driveway is where the cars are parked. So if we come from outside, we just go on that side. And I happen to be walking along the fence looking for dog droppings and stuff like that. And I look over to the side of the area. We don't really go that often. And there's a dead animal, Jason. Now, I, I didn't get a great look at it at first because to be completely transparent, I don't deal well with dead animals. I, I'm an animal person. <laughs> So anytime I see something dead, it kind of just, it really skews me out. And, and it's kind of a, a thing we have, uh, my wife and I, that works for us is she doesn't have a problem with that stuff, um, but she can't deal with like kids throwing up. So our entire marriage, I've dealt with every mm. single puking situation. That doesn't bother me. I can deal with it. Can't deal with the animals. But this is one that she was not willing to touch because of its size. I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, it was very rotund. Uh, so it was bloated. Um, oh, no. I, yeah, I thought at first it was a, a groundhog, so not um, uh, not a groundhog, a woodchuck. I thought it was a woodchuck because it was yeah, bigger. Yeah, we had we had one of those in our in our yard at the old house, waddling around, and he made the mistake yeah. of going going next door where the two pit bulls were. Oh and no! He he didn't not live through that. They, wow. they turned him into a chew toy. Holy <laughs> and shit! And then my neighbor had to deal with the carcass of this large woodchuck. Oh, and that's what I thought it was, because we have seen a woodchuck in the area before. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I assume it died anyway. But I was like, well, maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. I got a little bit closer. The thing stunk, and I realized I could see part of its tail. I'm like, this is a raccoon. So mm. 
taking advantage of all the nerds and dorks in my house, I went back in the house before. I got the dog in the house make sure the dog didn't go near anything like that because I didn't want to deal with that dog getting sick. My wife went inside to make sure the dog stayed there. My daughter, my youngest, didn't come out to see it because that would have been the next thing. I want to see it and she would have been traumatized. Um, sure. I will say that it wasn't mangled or anything like that, which was good. So it didn't mean it was attacked. It probably just died of natural causes or it was poisoned and just happened to crap out in my house, like on the side of my house. I don't know. Um, so that was that was the plus side. So I go back in the house. My plan was to get a mask just so I didn't have to breathe it in and deal with the gagging. I had my shovel. I had a big rake. I was just going to put it in a big contractor trash bag I had um, and just deal with it that way. And I really was just at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to grab somebody to hold the bag. That's OK with seeing a dead animal or they can even just turn their head. I don't even care. I just need somebody to hold the bag open. Um, so I go into my my kid's room and they were done with their campaigns. They were done playing. They're just all hanging out in the room. And I said. I'm going to take, I'm going to roll the dice here. I was like, I'm going to take a chance here because you're a very unique group of individuals. I was like, does anybody not have any problem at all with dead animals? And three of the boys jumped up right away. I was like, we don't. I was like, yes. You guys eat my snacks. You come in my house. I'm putting you to work. Let's go outside. So they come outside with me and I, I need to preface this. I didn't force anybody to do it. I asked and they volunteered. And I still said, you don't have to do it when they saw what they were dealing with. But they yeah. dealt with the entire situation, Jason. I didn't have to do a damn thing. So one held the shovel, one held the rake, one held open the bag. All three of them jumped, dumped it in there. Uh, it took two attempts because the first time it did roll off the shovel, um, the snow shovel. So it's a big <laughs> shovel, too. It shows you how big this fucking thing was. Um, so it rolled off the first time. They got it back on. They got it in the bag. I took the bag from them because they were starting to gag at that point because the smell was bad. Not that it was the animals bothering them. And I tied up the yeah. bag and disposed of the bag. But I didn't have to deal with any of that because of those those wonderful children hanging out in my house. I took advantage of the situation, Jason. Those lovely uh, bards and paladins and yep, yep. One of them was like, oh, and... "I threw out a rat from my house earlier today," and I was like, "Well, this is bigger than a rat." I was like, "Not yeah. sure if it's a woodchuck or what it is." I was like, "Let's go see." I'm like, well, maybe it's a possum. I'm like, "Nope, it's bigger than a possum." <laughs> possum are gross too. It's like when yeah. uh, we went for a bike ride last, not this past weekend, but the weekend weekend after episode four hundred, and. Uh, came back and there was just a squirrel that was like dead on the sidewalk in front, in front of our house and oh. this was redemption for me because it was like there was a while at our old house we had a rabbit that like came up and laid in our bushes and then just mm-hmm. died there oh. and i was like i was like i can't do it and my poor wife had to go out and do it <laughs> and so must now i just joke i'm like it must be the drugs because now it's just like yeah whatever i got him and then i was like it's redemption time and i get the flat shovel and it, it's not so much dealing with the animal but it's like just the force feedback of when that when the implement makes contact yep. with the carcass yep you know and it just feeling that squishiness yeah it's and just the, the you re- it reminds you that it was once alive again and that's that's yeah. what it really is you're like oh well then the worst part is usually too like you try to get them on there and they usually just slide them around they don't mm-hmm. just like get up onto the shovel or like but i had a nice had a nice flat blade and I'm, I'm carrying this squirrel you know through the backyard to toss him out in the woods and all i can think of picture is like halfway out there is like all of a sudden he just snaps awake and looks at me and it was going to be like <laughs> a christmas va- christmas vacation type oh yes um, scenario you know and and then i have picked because he i don't know i don't I, I don't it's interesting where he was where the squirrel was and how he would have ended up that way but and then i had one of his uh his friends was on our back deck um uh, and he watched you dispose of his body. No, this was like this was like oh. the, this this past weekend, and he was a little fat little thing, and he just sat there, legs spread, kind of squat, just sat in there, sitting there like it had rained. So he was like cleaning off his fur, and he, he like looked at me through the sliding door and just kind of stared at me. And I just stared at him, and then he kind of went about his business, and then eventually went down the railing, 
hopped onto the steps and just went down the steps and off on his way. But little bastard, he's staring you in the rain. Like I know what you did, Jason. <laughs> right. And then um, either so either a he was I'm, I'm assuming he was dead based on the the flies around there. But then he was gone. So definitely another animal came through because we have I've seen I've had a raccoon I've seen a raccoon in our yard one time. We've had other things come through. So I'm sure some scavenger was like oh. Or a coyote. I mean, we've had coyotes too. Like, As a coyote, a fox come, they or something. Probably yeah. don't come around that often now with all the construction that's going on. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the last thing that I think I talked about on 400, we were changing the the meds and up. And yeah. I, 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 I don't know if it's too early to tell. Can't tell if it's better or for worse. I feel the same, like, um, progress wise. But I, although last night I didn't wake up until four o'clock in the morning, which yeah. is that's a win because that's better than waking up at midnight or two. So yeah. hopefully, because man, it'd be nice just to sleep the whole night, <laughs> or at least, yeah. or at least not to be so, not to be. I, I'm not sure you know you wake up in the middle of, uh, during your sleep patterns all the time, mm-hmm. but usually it's just so brief that you don't even notice. Yeah. This case, I'm like very cognizant and I'm very aware that I'm awake. So I'd like those to stop happening, please. Well, see, when that <laughs> used to happen to me, the problem was is that typically when I wake up randomly in like the middle of the night, I was cognizant of being awake, like you said, is I would start getting anxiety about something. Something that completely didn't matter at the time because it's the middle of the freaking night. Like, what am I worried about? Like, I just start freaking out about work. Oh, did sure. I do this? Did I forget to do that? Or a bill coming up or like, oh my God, we have to pay for this soon or or Christmas coming. How are we going to go to the Christmas? Like, and I just do stuff like that and it would get in my head so bad that I wouldn't be able to mm. fall back asleep. Mm. Um, I don't experience that anymore. I do still occasionally wake up. It's thankfully less now um except on yeah. days that it's really hot i'll still wake up on like warm nights but uh overall that's helped majority was i think it was the anxiety that was waking me up and then i couldn't sleep mm-hmm. because i was getting more anxious so yeah that's the thing i don't think I, i've had any like things i've had to I, anything that i've worried about or anything that's like yeah on my my mind that's caused that it's just uh just happening for whatever reason so I don't know. We'll deal with it. The only thing your I wife's got... secretly kicking you in the middle of the night. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's not the only telling thing we're you. dealing with is our crabby, our crabby child. So he's a he's a mouthy little five year old. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember talking to my parents ever the way that some of the stuff that comes out. Of, and it's like we don't talk that way to him. So I don't know where it comes. Well, from. you see, Jason, that's because when we were children, parents were allowed to beat their kids. We're not allowed to do that, so they they start testing the boundaries sometimes, and I think that's, they that's what they it sometimes is. find it because it's like there's only so much you can do, and if some kids just aren't phased by being punished or or yelled at, like some kids they just don't care, and then like that's yeah. tough. Yeah, you just hope that you know he's five. It's I wouldn't worry about it at all. You know, if it goes on until he's sixteen and not just resurges resurges <laughs> when it's sixteen, then you know that's a different thing. But because yeah, he should be mouthy now, then it should go away. Um. And honestly, not that all my kids are this way, but some of them were, I'm pretty sure. Like, the structure and regiment of school does help with that. Because for some reason, kids listen to strangers better than their own parents most of the time. Yes. So yes. It, it will help. You may not see it for a little bit, especially with the half day. There's, you know, there'll be some. But I think once he's in a full-time, you know, structure the first grade, something sure. like that, you'll start to see some of those changes, I think, come into play. Uh, you know, of course, when they're super tired or something, there'll be those exceptions, of course, but... You know, and they'll, then they'll be good, and then they'll come back when they start turning to be a teenager a little bit, so. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, good food for thought. I, I'm i curious, and maybe I just missed it when you are telling the story. So where did the where did the stink coon, where did he end up? Where did you dispose of him at? 
So we've had for the longest time, I'm talking pre-COVID, there was uh, people lived across the street from us and they moved to Massachusetts. This was like a couple months before COVID hit. So it's been years and they moved and the, but they owned their house that they were in. They owned the building outright. So they put a sign up hanging on their gate saying for sale by owner. And nothing has happened with this house, Jason, at all. Like in oh. two years, they occasionally come by and just check on it. Like maybe once every six, seven months, I see somebody and they just go back. So the entire neighborhood uses their trash or recycling bin as like the community one. If we have overflow or something Wait, like so that, they, or in this case, a giant dead record. Their trash and recycling. We, we don't, we don't pay. It comes out of taxes in, oh. in North Providence. So we have town and city, um, uh, trash and recycling. So we actually have trash cans from the town and recycling can from the town. So they only pick oh. up those, those containers. So, and they're just sitting by the curb. So every week we, you know, myself or one of the other neighbors pulls it to the curb and like the whole neighborhood uses the recycling and trash as overflow <laughs> comes in great handies on holidays and stuff like that. And, or in the case of a giant dead raccoon, but that's yeah. where I ended up. I threw him in the, the ca- trash can across the street. He'll be oh, picked I up tomorrow. So sanitation department gets that it's, one. It's an automatic <laughs> truck. So nobody even picks it up. It has the claw comes out, just dumps it. So uh, nobody's even getting on the truck and pick up the trash can. So they won't even know. It'll be nice and squishy. Yep. Smells great. Hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> mm. raccoon jelly. Mm. <laughs> well, poor, poor Tom. Like, <laughs> get me out of get me out of the raccoon doldrum and let's talk. Let's talk some stuff here. What uh, I mean, we, we, we I feel like uh, I, I've had a somewhat different journey here talking about things we've been into. And I, I think I, I kind of want to start off with. Um, yeah. Uh, something that I had been interested in for a while and then didn't jump on to when it released and that um, until recently. And my wife actually, with no prompting myself, picked, she was like in the mood to watch something scarier or, or in that nature. And it was a uh, prey of all things. The Not the, not to be confused with the, the game series, but the, mm-hmm. the Predator prequel that just released on Hulu, I think, a couple weeks ago. And um, yeah, I mean... I, I kind of like I've been following that for a while and I remember I, I did like look at some of the opinions and feedback that kind of came out and it didn't seem it was kind of mixed you know some things yeah. were very scathing some were favorable and for me it was I, I, I thought it was enjoyable and I think for it it's definitely the best predator movie we've had I I think since you know in predator 2 is it is what it is, but I think I would place this at a little bit above that yet. And I don't, I've never even, see, I never saw someone with Adrian Brody. Is that Predators? I think. I don't, I I don't think, think I've ever Predators. I've never watched that. And of course, Lucas and I talk about how much we like to make fun of the one that came out uh, most recently, I think, which I think was just The Predator. And yeah. we don't talk about the Alien versus Predator stuff because that's mostly not great. But um, in terms of like, I think bringing the franchise back to some more positive light. I think it really, it did that. And I haven't done the research on the cast to like confirm, but if like most of these characters were played by indigenous people, I think that's awesome because that's like a a demographic. You just don't get to see in in cinema very often. So, um, I hope that's the case. And then I I hope I'm not speaking out of turn with that, but, um, it was great to see that that culture and those people shown in a in a positive and like I think what was a respectful way and it 
I think it shows like a there's a bit of a comment commentary that takes place on like just colonization and everything that happened. But uh, for those that aren't familiar and don't know what's going on, this is uh, a film Prey. It's set in the sixteen sixteen hundreds, fifteen hundreds. I can't remember. Uh, in in North America, I, I believe North America, in uh, seventeen nineteen. Oh, seventeen. Okay, so I was well. Yep. Um, seventeen nineteen, and you know, there's uh, only the the French were the only ones that like the French uh, fur trade was going on there. So they have some you know the, the, the trappers and everything hunters there, and I can't remember what tribe, Shoshone, uh, uh, Comanche, Comanche, um, that it focused on, but. There's a predator that shows up, and yeah, I mean, you know what happens. They hunt, and these people have to try to survive. So, um, cool to see to see that, and just like the, the I thought that the the design of the predator was really, was uh, really neat, and they you know did a good job of not revealing. Didn't really reveal so quite at the end because that's that's always the thing with these creature features. You know, you reveal the yeah. monster too soon, give away too much, and I think they they did a good a good job with that, and it wasn't. Um, wasn't overly like uh i wouldn't say the blood and guts it wasn't like graphic you know mm-hmm. which you, you could easily go that route if that's something you're offended by but um it was a cool design of, of the character and the way it looked and tied to the rest of the franchise and something like this reminds me of like prometheus in a way yeah. when you're trying to build on a franchise by tying in with like some sort of prequel stuff and like as much as i like Prometheus, I understand that that's not the case for a lot of people, especially with um, the film after that and mm-hmm. what what that happened there. But that just kind of felt not not great. While this, I feel like, does a much a much better job of tying to the source material. Source material, and there's even a callback in there. A, a not really a MacGuffin, but kind of is that ties it directly into the lore, specifically Predator Two, which I just thought was really really cool. How that. Um, they don't like really explain it, but they it's an it's a uh, a trophy piece, so to say, mm. and uh, that, that's really cool how they how they did that. So I hope it uh, kind of like brings some more acclaim back to that that series because as a as a kid, it wasn't like I I hadn't seen these movies, but I had like you remember they had aliens and predator figure yep. they had action yep. figures that they very much marketed, and then I loved that. Like I was huge on predator was a huge thing for me. Aliens I loved. And then once I was aged, you know, like ate it up. I watched Aliens. Aliens was like the the greatest greatest movie for the longest time. And then right. always wondering, like, what the fuck happened with Alien Three? Why is this one just yeah, out, I, you know, Don't. yeah. You you hope that this is a good sign that they're gonna start treating these franchises properly. Like we see a lot of stuff from like the eighties and late seventies, like that people hold you know near and dear, like Aliens, Predator, Ghostbusters, stuff like that, and it's like we're starting to see this trend, I think where they're treating that stuff with a little bit more respect and try, instead of trying to reinvent it, they're trying just more to modernize it, which I think is the right yeah. way. And this was a good tale. I haven't seen it, but I've read enough about it. It's so like, I understand like where it's going. Like this was a great way to still go back without having to change anything that's happened in the series before, because it's, it's, it's before, you know, you don't have to worry yeah. about what happened in all the movies that, that predicated it afterwards. Um, but yeah, it all works out. And I did look up too, and, and you're right, the cast is all of uh, indigenous people. Um, so they took very care to be as authentic as possible uh, with the Comanches and everything like that. So they, they tried to really go in that right direction instead of that, you know, 
I don't want to say like the filmmakers used to mock it because they didn't do it deliberately, but that portrayal of things not accurately, just what people thought they were they were seeing and how they were versus how they actually were. So they take that extra yeah. care to do it the right way. Yeah. I mean, like well, the closest thing I compared to that I've watched recently is like you know if you watch like you know Yellowstone for example, which has mm. some you know um, Native American characters, but they're yeah. not all necessarily played by Native American actors. So it's it's great that you know this is the case and that it um yeah i just like to um it just felt like i had like in some it gives some authenticity you know mm-hmm. I, I guess i guess to it so um just nice to, nice to see the predator back you know in a in a, in yeah. a good way and not uh not camp because let's face it you, you you can't ever like you can't remake you'll never be able to remake the original no um and i mean come on you got Carl Weathers, Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura. I mean, how, you can't. You can't. Like, so. And that, that's what's weird, too, is, like, you look at stuff like that, and, and like, you say it that they can't, when in reality, they 100% could with all different people. It just wouldn't feel the same. Like, if they did it with, like, John Cena, The Rock, and somebody else, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same thing. Like, in my head, it wouldn't. Can we have years Van Damme after, come back nobody play would, The Predator? Yeah, like people would not years back think back of that movie and be like, wow, remember that movie? That movie was awesome. Like we do with the original Predator. Like we can go back and be like, all right, as yeah. cheesy and campy as it is now, it's like, it's still an awesome movie. But if they remade it with like today's stars, nobody would think about it 20 years later and say, that version was great. Like I just don't see right. it. I don't know. Kind of want to go like, watch Expendables again now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was listening to uh, PSVG earlier today, actually, and they brought up something that I, I thought was absolutely blasphemous but it's along the same lines as what you're talking about here it's like how you can't recreate those things anymore it just doesn't work is they had a question come in saying do you think anybody ever again will have that meteoric rise to absolute superstardom like michael jackson did as far as like musical performers and devin in my mind the voice of reason right away said no absolutely not but then donnie and delvin both said oh yeah happens all the time billy eilish uh uh they named like two other people and i was like what are you talking about i was like it's it, you, i think you the have biggest these... detractor now though is just like media in in and of itself now because anyone can get some level of notoriety or, or fame right just from social media or being how we're connected and i don't think you'll ever have like you know michael like transcended so you know so much where like i just don't think you're gonna have buy-in from so plus we're that's, just you know that's my point there's is, so many is, different subgenres and stuff now too i don't think you can have someone yes like, you know you you don't get artists anymore that everybody likes you had that before like you had that with the beatles you had it with like elvis you had it with michael jackson like at that time not the controversy that came afterwards but at that time thriller and also bad like there was nobody that didn't like Michael Jackson. Like, but today's artists, they might be big. You know, you look at stuff like Billie Eilish. So I absolutely love Billie Eilish. I love her music. But I have a lot of people that don't or don't even know who she is. It's like, yeah. you won't have that stardom ever again. You look at like Kanye, they said Beyonce. And I'm like, I hate Beyonce. I know a lot of people that hate her. I'm like, it's not the same. In my mind, to tie it back to what we're actually talking about with like, you see stuff like Schwarzenegger and stuff like that. It's like, I don't think those people will ever happen again. The Rock is probably the closest thing in movies where he just does that many roles that people are like, how do you not like yeah. The Rock? Although now he's getting overexposed, I think some people are like that. But genuinely, people don't dislike him. You know? I don't know. 
Can we put Terry Crews in it too? Oh, I would love it. Yes, let's do Predator with Terry Crews, The Rock, John Cena. Who can we get to be the Predator? Uh, the guy that played Chewbacca in Star Wars. He's uh, dead, Jason. No, the, the, the more recent ones. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> come on. I don't know his name, but I was thinking the original guy. Come on, Kevin, don't bring the show down like that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Um, I guess I'll do something watching things as well. Um, I'm going to twofold, because I thought of something as you were talking, too, that actually might be more worth talking Ooh. about. Um, I did start literally just before the show because my wife and I were looking for something to watch uh, because we just we finished up Blue Bloods, which I talked to you about before. Yeah. Um, so we, we caught up with that. So we're current on that. So we're like, all right, now we need to find something else to watch. And my wife has been trying to get me to watch this. And my kids have been trying to get me to watch it. And I've had zero interest. I should preface this by saying the older kids, not my seven-year-old. Um, and that's the Umbrella Academy. Ah. So watched season one. Haven't gone back since then. That's what to, my wife did. I, I, my I wife watched season wife. one buy it to buy in see my wife is the one who watched it first and she watched season one and she loved it and then just never got around to for whatever reason uh seasons two and three so she's like you want to give it a shot i was like i don't know if i'd like it she was i think you'd like it i was like i don't know i was like all right you know then i watched it and i actually watched it watched it. i didn't do that thing where like you kind of watch tv but also flipping through your phone at the same time she's like you got to pay attention because there's stuff that just happens real quick and i was like okay gave it my full attention and i'm kind of hooked i, I want to see where it's going just off the first episode um but yeah, you can definitely tell uh, Gerard Way's uh, influence on this whole entire thing between the music, the costume designs. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's like, even if you didn't know he had something to do with this, you could figure it out, I think, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But he, it's 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 intriguing. I'm, I'm interested. Um, I think the acting so far is pretty good. Um, there's one that annoys the crap out of me already, but I'm sure that's what he's supposed to do anyway. Um, the one that can uh communicate with the dead mm. the druggie uh yeah god i can't think of his name now that's like that's klaus my, uh, klaus klaus there you go that's my wife's favorite uh see i hate him already <laughs> i hate him um and and i i like uh elliot page as a as an actor as a performer but i don't understand his look in this mm. Like, I got very, like, crotchety old man outfit <laughs> so far. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to, like, like, he's wearing, like, a denim shirt with leather elbow patches. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, so I, I, I don't I don't understand that. But, you know, we'll see. But I am watching that. And I'm, I'm going to be continuing that journey um, because I'm intrigued enough. So unless it goes really bad, I, I foresee myself watching all three seasons. But. Uh, fairly quick do you know how many episodes there were was there a lot or was this a shorter series ah uh, gosh i don't remember i feel like somewhere between the, i feel like the popular is always like that eight to ten range so okay that's that's okay so we'll, we'll have it done in a couple weeks probably the whole the whole shebang then um given that if we stick to it um but other than that i did i've been watching weekly so episode three drops tomorrow is uh she hulk so Ooh. i know you've i know you've fallen off the the marvel stuff and a yeah. lot of people a lot of people are torn on this one. So there's some people that are just absolutely fed up with I see online all the time the comments of calling it the MCU where everybody's a female now and whatever and they're all mad about it. It's like but they're all existing yeah, yeah, yeah. characters. They didn't make somebody a female that wasn't a female before. But anyway, 
um she hulk is a different take um versus any of the other shows that they've done so far uh where it's very much a comedy um it's pretty darn funny um i will say so mark ruffalo is in it at least the first two episodes pretty prominently um and they, they started off you know episode one is kind of just an origin story of how she got her powers it, it jumps right in it doesn't like try and build up anything like you meet her and you find out how she's a hulk within like the first 10 minutes of the show like they just drop you right in um so she basically is you know a hulk now and she's dealing with how to deal with that and finding out how her powers are slightly different than her cousin bruce's um and on the side she is a lawyer for other people with abilities um and so far oh. at least within episode two it's the villain she has to represent uh, abomination who if you remember he was the one who fought the hulk in the hulk movie before it was mark ruffalo and it was ed norton um so she's kind of caught in the middle of how do i represent this guy uh who's you know a bad guy trying to get out on like parole and be released early who also tried to kill and murder my cousin so yeah it's i wonder it's, it's like definitely fun my wife had made the comment that she's like, oh, I heard that's really good. So I, she might like she's watched some of the um, Marvel stuff with me. She watched a few episodes of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then mm -hmm. she um, watched some WandaVision with me. And then she watched. Um, what, what else is in there? Uh, uh, Loki, Hawkeye. Loki. I haven't watched Hawkeye. I, I need to get into that. Loki. But, um, no, Hawkeye. Oh, okay. That's the problem. Like, I feel like I, I, I feel bad that I haven't watched that, and I feel like I need to watch that before She-Hulk, but I also feel like I'm going to like She-Hulk a lot more than Hawkeye. So that's Well, like... I will say for me, Hawkeye was my favorite out of all of them so far. Uh, they really? do a great job with him, and it, it has some humor in it too, but you finally get to really see his character, how he's always kind of supposed to have been. Um, it is a really great show, and there's a lot of action still. It's funny. It has heart. Um, and there's a lot that goes on uh, within it. However, I will say if you haven't seen Black Widow, the movie, you I'm need not. to see that first. Uh, and obviously Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. Um, I've seen those. So if you've seen those and you've seen Black Widow, you can watch Hawkeye and there's not really any connection to the rest of what's gone on since. She-Hulk, as long as you've seen uh, Infinity War and Endgame and you know Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, you're, you can jump right into that, too. There's been one nod to something that happens in uh, Shang-Chi, but it's not. you don't need to know about it to, to understand what's going on at all. It's a throwaway comment so far, so it doesn't really matter uh, at all. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you could jump into She-Hulk relatively easily if your wife saw the, the Avengers thing and just kind of know why Hulk isn't like the giant beast anymore. It's kind of that smart Hulk, the professor Hulk, they kind of call him, sure, um, sure. you know, where he's the in-between. If you have to understand why he's like that, uh, that's really all you need to know going into the show. So at least so far, hmm. two episodes in and so far, both episodes also have done uh, mid credit uh, like uh, scenes as well too, which not all the Marvel shows did. They typically had like one in the whole series. Uh, yeah. They've done one in every episode so far. So, and they're normally pretty funny. So, hmm. but yeah, it's okay. good. I recommend it. And then, like you said, if your wife is actually interested, that might be an easy watch for you guys. Um, they are shorter too. Yeah. They're I think the first episode's like forty three minutes, but the second episode's like thirty three. They're supposedly oh, all okay. like around a half hour mark, so they're super easy to watch. There'll be more episodes, but they're all shorter. So, okay. Hmm. Well, maybe I mean we've been looking. We're in kind of like that weird drought where we need 
kind of waiting for the next thing to, to watch. So yeah, maybe that's the progression. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we're still talking about watching Hard Knocks, HBO. Um, uh, Detroit Lions are the focused uh, okay. uh focus this year, and um, I I've always wanted to watch a Hard Knocks, and I never got into it. And of course, I had to for you know my team is uh, the stars of the the bells of the ball this year. So if you're not familiar, Hard Knocks is a HBO Sports docu series that goes features a, a team through training camp uh, that started the NFL season each week. And then I think they also I think this might be the first year that they're actually debuting at Hard Knocks in this uh, during the regular season, which will be focusing on uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I see that. I'm looking but, at the Wikipedia right now to see. How are they not but than the Patriots? Jeez. Because there's too much coverage all, all the time with the Patriots. I guess. They've done, the they Cowboys, done the Cowboys like four Cowboys, times. So, I mean, They've done the Cowboys yeah, four so. times already. So, but anyway. Oh, Jesus. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> but it's just it's just cool to see, like, you know, for, you know, you get their, the crew's there, and you're and it's, it's crazy how recent the footage is. So, like, this will be the third episode coming up. Mm-hmm. And it'll have every pretty much everything that happened in the previous week, including the you know the, the final preseason game that took place on Saturday. And I'm assuming that there were you know the, like the 53 man roster cuts that were taking place. I'm sure a lot yeah. of that will be focused. But it, it's kind of cool because they, you know, they profile, you know, some of the 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 players and like what are their their journey and like the struggle that they've made it to get into the NFL. Like yeah, you've got your 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 high caliber super you know the lions we don't really have any superstars but right. we might you know we've got some draft picks and some players that hopefully they, they pan out but i mean they like that's what's cool it shows like the the you don't get to see like a lot of the human element of these of these athletes and yeah. see the like some of the shenanigans that take place and um it, you, you just hear like the the passion from the coaching staff and um what that which i find it to be really unique with the lions this year because so much of uh, Dan Campbell's staff is made up of, of former players, so it's really really yeah. cool to hear um, their perspective on 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 things and they how they can relate to their players because they've been they've been in these situations before and um, you know I you see it online and like so many people were like you know like all oh, like the stock of the Lions has risen because because of this but I mean there's still like a long 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 journey here and uh, like yeah I, I don't expect the, the team still isn't gonna go out there and like blow expectations out of the water this year i still think it's a very much uphill battle but um it finally finally feels like there's there's been some of the right set pieces and the right moves have been made to finally change yeah the trajectory actually do a rebuilding the, versus what, what they've been, been trying a to do torrential yeah. shitstorm of, of a franchise that can probably only be un- by rivaled by cleveland in terms of just consistent <laughs> mediocrity you know over the years so uh, but it's just cool to see. And like <laughs> the best part is like, so I usually don't watch because it, it doesn't premiere until like 10 o'clock tonight. And I don't always want to stay up yeah. and watch that. Um, but then I usually do. But uh, I was watching after episode uh, 400 last week and I'm, I'm watching it. And my wife was asleep because she usually goes to sleep with the TV on. Like she'll watch like I Love Lucy or just turn something on. She doesn't pay attention to that. She's seen a million times. And I'm, I'm watching, and I got the remote next to me, and I have you can't really understand. You got to turn it up a little louder, and the subtitles for HBO Max don't are, are terrible. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, she's like, she kind of like comes to, you and I see her pawn around for the remote. She picks up the remote and grabs it, and then I see her trying to turn the TV off, but she's half asleep and can't figure out what she's doing. And then she like t- sticks it like two feet from her face, and then like <laughs> spins it around, and I can see her like scowling at it. And then she's like, 
and then she just shuts the TV off. And I don't say a thing because I know I know exactly what she's doing. And then I just start laughing. Just letting it happen. Like, yeah, just letting it happen. I'm like, you just, she's like, oh, were you watching? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's fine. I just let it happen. But you're like, you're um, watching that? You, yeah, unlike you, you, you who were asleep. Yeah, I guess you don't like my show. So, um, but it's just cool to see that again, to see that that perspective on the NFL. And I haven't like anything that like, I remember anything like NFL films always did back in the day when they had, yeah. or like it kind of goes back to like the, anything time where you get the mic'd up player experience. Yep. And oh, I love those. I mean, you can say what, what you can about the NFL and the state of the, what that, that league is, but there's still like, like, I think there's still stories there and there's still like the journey of the players. And like, those are the people that you kind of like root for. Not so much like the yeah. organization, like yes. the, the NFL as the organization, but some cool, some really cool storylines there and stuff you did like I, I had no idea about like the one backup, one of the backup quarterbacks is like his wife is uh is an athlete as well, was in the Olympics as a hurdler. I can't remember which um, Spain or I can't remember which country she she competed for. And then just cool to see that and like the one we have a lineman that's um, he's only played football for like seven years. You know, and like hmm. his journey, like he he was from he's from Nigeria, came over when like in school, and they encouraged he was going to play basketball, and then he like in high school played football, and then he went and played made a college team, and then he makes the NFL, and it's just like Jeez. cool stuff like that. Or I, there was like a receiver that went to Central Michigan here, and I think he was on on the bubble. I think he actually I think he did get released, but hopefully, you know, he gets picked up on a practice squad or another team picks them up but it's just it's just cool to have those those stories and like i think everyone's probably got an opinion on dan campbell already just from based on the comment like he's a great media babe like the stuff he first said and when he joined the lions about you know biting kneecaps and all this and i think he says it right in in hard knocks too he's like i don't care if you've got what does he say one ass cheek and one arm or i can't remember we're going to beat the shit out of you and just like he (laughs) I can't remember. I was. I think I was watching. I think I was scrolling through something through YouTube, and I can't remember. It might have been from Pat McAfee's show or something. They were talking about, um, you know, like because he says a lot about brother and man, and it's kind of like, kind of like Hogan talk, you yeah, know, a little yeah. bit. But he he does have like that demeanor, but like I don't. He just I don't know. He kind of oozes charisma, and like I I don't know. I, I feel good. Haven't felt good in years, you know. So. So do they or do they not show, you know, when the players beat their wives and girlfriends or get those special massages like Bob Kraft does? You know, that content, somehow the NFL doesn't release that. But, I mean, it's HBO Max. It should be okay, right? Like that's not... No, they're too busy cutting all the animated, you know, offerings off their, their, <laughs> off their selection, so they can't, uh, you know, pending for that Discovery Plus merger, you know. Yep. Uh, you want to talk some games? I got sure. some games to talk about. All right. I, I will start with the worst of the three I'm going to talk about here right now. And that is a game called Aquadine. I mean, I was going to guess that because it sounds like the shittiest name out of, out of those two. Yeah. So this was one of those ones where they're like, hey, I have this one, I have this game to review. Do you want to just do it? And I was like, okay, because I had finished playing one of the games I will talk about, but I, I can't write about it yet because the embargo is up like tomorrow morning. So mm. I had nothing to play in the meantime. So like, hey, do you want to do this other game in between? I was like, sure. And Aquadine, I just I just published uh, the review uh, for a little couple hours ago. And it's, it's a visual novel. 
which when I get those types of games or I see those types of games, there's still some element of gameplay in there, right? Like you get some walking simulator kind of thing or something like that. This game is pure visual novel, Jason. Oh, no. I, I didn't have to do anything other than press the A button to advance the dialogue for a good five hours of the gameplay. Gameplay in air quotes. Um, at the end, you make a decision. And after you make that decision, it takes you back to that choice again. And you can make a different decision and it does it again. And so you make all four decisions you could possibly do. So you actually see all the potential endings at the end in order to finish the game. I guess you could say, I don't want to say beat because it's not nothing you beat. Um, but the premise is, is you are a, a young man living in Aquadine, which is a fictional city. Um, but to describe it in a way you'd understand or can visualize a little bit, it's like Venice. So you have the aqueducts and the canals. However, it's actually clean water. It's, it's a town that basically worships water in the ocean uh, because of their love of the God of, water it's not Poseidon it's some something else and stuff whatever it was because it's so unimportant um and you're taking things from the perspective of this young man who has a secret identity uh basically he's like kind of a dweeb dorky guy who's very quiet in school but after hours he has to work because his mom is sick and he has to raise money to help take care of her but when he does it Jason because every Japanese anime type thing has this type of transformation it's very persona-esque where all of a sudden he's a very handsome man who can sing beautifully while he does his gondola rides, make earning money that all the girls swoon over because they hear him singing coming down the aqueducts. Um, uh. And the, the premise of the game is kind of your journey as him finding a love between the four different love interests there are. So you have one girl who's like a tomboy esque, who's very into karate and she's more gruff and aggressive kind of person. Uh, then you have the big bubbly bimbo person. Then you have kind of the smart, um, talented artistic person and then the most unique one jason you have is well it's a mermaid and she can turn into a human and some weird stuff happens I, i'll just leave it at that but it's it's very much a game i felt almost creepy playing through because i'm like well this is clearly not my target i'm not the target audience here as a as a middle-aged white no. man um i don't i don't watch I do. anime kind of period because of the, all the, the weird noises and stuff that they make i just it just annoys the crap out of me over time um the game is not voice acted. There's just voice sound clips where it's like, hey, or uh, like a girl oh, makes a weird noise, oh, like no. th those types of strange things. And for some reason, burping noises. There's a lot of burping noises for some reason. Um, so, I mean, listen, the story was, if you like those kinds of things, the story was good. It wasn't a poorly written story. It all made sense. I understand where they were going with it. The art... The character art is very basic. Your typical anime, like you can see these characters and put them into any Japanese show and be like, well, they fit here. Any Persona game, anything like that. Um, I will say the backgrounds are quite nice. They're all hand-drawn artists um, of the different backgrounds and backdrops. So there are some really beautiful-looking backdrops of the city of Aquadine and stuff like that where it's nice. Um, but overall, I was really kind of disappointed in the experience. I was hoping for more of a game and not literally a visual novel. Like I, I don't think I've run into that. I know there's a bunch of games on Steam like that that actually do very well mm -hmm. and have like high reviews. I think Aquadine has a really high review on Steam actually. Um, but that's because the people reviewing it are the people who wanted to or are into those types of experiences. Me not being into those, I was open going into it and overall I'm just like, this is fine, it's good, there's no there's nothing wrong with the game, but it is just one hundred percent not for me and did not hold my interest. It was tough to get through to be quite honest. 
I I couldn't do a I couldn't do a visual novel. Definitely no. not. It's I kept hoping. Uh, I was like, well, maybe I get some decisions I can make, and yeah, just the one at the very end where you pick the girl that you want, and then you go back and pick the other girls, and you just go through them all. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. No. Well, speaking of anime, I mean that that translates well, and I'm Xenoblade, and I'm really surprised, you know, at, at how much I've I have enjoyed it, and like it just I I I think, you know, I I, I must come back to like yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition and Xenoblade Chronicles is, is don't get me wrong, it was a great story and it was a cool game, but I feel like there's a lot of has happened between a game that was designed and debuted on the Wii compared to a game that's coming out now yeah. on the Nintendo switch, like how much in just design and story and gameplay, mm-hmm. how much that's advanced. And while I didn't love, I mean, I, I, I guess I you know, did a very short time with, with Xenoblade two, but like the things that I felt so far, at least I'm on chapter three, the things that I felt, overwhelmed with with xenoblade 2 and that limited um exposure feels fixed in this and it like just see yeah like the combat can be repetitive but i feel like the combat still just is enjoyable mm-hmm. and i feel like in this like i didn't really have a desire to ever switch i mean yeah you can always switch characters to play whoever you want but i never had that, like never had that desire and in this like there's this whole yeah. this, you can do that but there's this whole class mechanic too that can have you instead of just playing it as whatever your character is like you're not you're not gonna be shulk the whole time you know you can you can be mm-hmm. a, a healer you can be a, a tank you can be a damage dealer so it's it's cool to switch roles and then kind of it keeps that that combat feeling fresh and having to like um experience things differently and like i played through on my lunch and it was at a tough boss that i actually died to twice and finally i was like okay i guess i gotta be the healer now to keep the party alive <laughs> you know and then you know finally yeah when i when i was healing we killed the boss and it had this cool like uh combos and all the stuff that like killed them clutch because i was almost dead and i finally got this good chain attack got some healing and we like the last part of the chain attack killed the boss and it was like yes you know just <laughs> and the story is really cool like it's not um so, i mean yeah they're always like jrpgs are always a bit can go off the rails a little bit but it's still like yeah. uh i, I still in, I, i'm really enjoying what uh what's going on there and like lately I haven't even advanced the story because I've just been doing side quests and wandering around and like I like I've probably played two or three hours and I've made like zero progress in terms of actual advancing the, the game, you know. So I'm like, that's when you know you like it though. When you do yeah. stuff like that, like you're engrossed enough to like I don't care that I'm getting absolutely nowhere, but I'm experiencing all this other stuff. Yeah, in the world. I think I'm like 16 that's hours cool. or so into it. So nice. And like, and I'm I I don't know. Like I of our group, I know. I'm not sure. I'm assuming Tom Servo's further than Callow. I know they they put the most time in it, and I think Tom's yeah. like in chapter seven, so he thinks he's just about done. And I can't imagine Callow's you know too far behind him. But far I mean, behind. I'm I'm sure I'm <laughs> going to get you know, like probably somewhere you know above the forty, to, somewhere in the forty to sixty hour range before I get get yeah. close to finishing this thing. So just really really surprised with because uh, just didn't ex- and I don't. Excuse me. I know I've said that a few times here, and I just I didn't expect that mm. to. I, I it's really refreshing to because I pr- was probably gonna just pass on this otherwise based on my my otherwise yeah. you know experience with the series, and I'm really glad I I, I didn't. I'm really glad I went in on it. So that's awesome. Hopefully, you get enough time into it before a certain other title you're gonna talk about later 
yeah, dominates all you know, your game I'm, time. Here's the thing, though. At least with that title, um, I guess I'll just go into it right now. Yeah, go, ahead, it's, go ahead. Splatoon three. At least with that, like the the preferred way for me to play Splatoon is docked, you know, on a TV with an actual controller. Okay. I don't, I, and like Xenoblade, I, I'll probably can play anywhere. So, um, and though with Splatoon, I do remember like Splatoon two. Splatoon two came out when my son was small and i remember he would i'd get up and um get him out of bed and bring him to my wife and she'd nurse him and i put him back down and she'd go back to sleep and i remember like you know we were still very much new parents at that time and they'd be the house being asleep when i go to work and i'd have the yeah. i'd have the switch tabletop with my pro controller and i'd just play a few rounds like that way before i'd go to work when i'm waiting just for some kill off some time but um the yeah the splatoon 3 was did they call it the global global i don't think it was a global test fire but essentially what it was it was a global splat fest they had a, essentially yeah. it was a little open beta to play in a splat fest with, with splatoon and you know there's some cool I, I i i think if you're not a fan of splatoon i don't know I, this kind of feels like a I don't, both iterations of the of the games have been like two felt like enough of maybe of an upgrade but this kind of feels like more like mm-hmm. 2.5 maybe in a okay. way and and where it's gone and i don't think if you're not a fan of a splatoon already i don't know if there's enough there to like make you a fan myself i am sure. and um i tell you what nintendo's gonna nintendo because like going into it there's like a lot of cool like things and these improvements and then you get into it and you're like god damn it it's still like the you gotta sit through the talking and the intro uh-huh. still and like the matchmaking i i didn't have any issues like i didn't get i think i had one connection problem but that was like after when i was waiting in the lobby i never got dropped from a game but it was still like still like the same wonky experience that splatoon always have to like play with your friends is like convoluted and messy yeah and it's just clunky and i i saw sean had some comments on twitter with like just lighting up complaints about the uh, the, the experience and like how things like i it's just not a great it could just be a lot more seamless, a lot more fluid than how they make it. Mm-hmm. With all that said, though, like the game is still like, damn, like that, like it's such a unique gameplay. You know, you just don't get that from anything else. So it's like cool, like to like all the options happen with your customization and the gear and the weapons now, and then some of the mode changes. And I think like the new salmon runs gonna be like, all that said. I'm like very much gonna get that game, you know, when yeah, it, yeah. when it comes out. But it was just like. Uh, you know, it's what it is, but uh, it's it's an experience, I guess. And it's just like, come on, like Nintendo, why why do you gotta make things like I? D- we need some we need some UI and some architecture like from the other from like Sony to Microsoft to kind of leak over because it just if it, it feels like you're I don't know if it, 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 it just feels like it kind of reminds me of like like the splatoon experience kind of reminds me of like the old game boys when we push you put all the mods on there like the, yes. the buttons and the camera and the i mean the buttons and the the backlight and the speakers and it's like your magnifier there's all yeah. this extra shit on top of what the core framework that kind of just makes it a little more muddier than what it what it could be and if they kind of strip some of that away and kind of you know made the experience a little more snappy i feel like there'd be some good some improvements there but you know what i mean you know what nintendo would say we we sell more consoles than everybody else and this game will still sell millions of copies so why do we need to change it's like when people were i agree with you wholeheartedly though it's like when people when uh mario kart 8 
Yeah. Uh, what the hell do we even call it on the Switch? Deluxe. When that came out, people were like, this is just Mario Kart 8 again. I'm not going to buy it. And those people bought it. And so did, I did just about everybody else that owns a Switch because it sold like crazy. Yeah. It has like the highest implementation rate of any game on any console like yeah. ever where most, yeah, most of the majority percentage of people bought a Switch have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I didn't play the Splatoon uh, thing. But like you, I was like, I was in already anyway, just because it's more Splatoon. And like, I, I don't even have Splatoon 2 anymore. So like, I just miss Splatoon, period. Yeah. Um, so regardless of what anybody says about it, I'm still going to be it's a day just, one. It's just so different. Like, the music has always been great. And I just yeah. love the the feeling of, of Splatoon. I have good memories. Like, remember when Splatoon 2 launched and mm-hmm. <clears throat> playing with Bobby and always jumping on Bobby Strange yep. when he was playing and yep. with Joe and and Sean, not so much Sean too much, but at least like some of that core guru crew, um, and just was was a great time. And just looking to, it's a good game that you can at least, um, depending on how you want to play. I'm like, yeah, you can do the the rank stuff and get a little more try hard. But if you just want to chill and do like a turf war, there's that, and it's a good game that you can just like play with mm-hmm. friends and hang out. And, yep. So. And it's family friendly too. That's the other yeah. thing too. It's like you can play it around your kids. Yeah. Your kids can play it with you. You know, kind of deal. My kids all like the game, so it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, let's see where am I go here. Uh, I'll talk about The Last of Us, Part One. Um, so technically, I'm not supposed to say anything about this until 11 a.m. tomorrow, Jason. Oh, so, we can't release this until uh, then, huh? Yeah, either that or I'm, I'm going to be kind of vague anyway with what I say here. Is, is I can say that, number one, it's it's The Last of Us. So if you enjoyed The Last of Us before, then you, guess what? It's still The Last of Us. You're going to like it. Um, I will say for me, I did not play when they remastered it um, on PS4. So my first experience with The Last of Us was on PS3 when it came out kind of deal. And it skyrocketed to one of my favorite gaming experiences of all time, hands down. Um, I think the story is phenomenal. The acting was great. Uh, it was the first video game to literally make me cry uh, during during portions of it. So uh, jumping into this, I was excited. I will say visually, it looks like how we all remember games, you know, to have been in the past, even though they clearly weren't. Like this yeah. is way more modernized. Everything looks so photorealistic. Um, it, my my kids would walk by and they actually thought for a moment that I was like watching a movie and not playing a game. Like that's how impressive it looks. Lighting effects sound is great. Um, I was wearing my um, pulse 3d headphones Mm. that Sony makes Mm. while wearing it. So clicker noises and stuff like that, like circle around behind you and almost made like the hair in the back of your neck stand up when you hear them close to you. Like it is like a completely immersive experience. So um, if you have never experienced the last of us or you haven't played it in a very long time, I cannot recommend it enough. It is still one of the best games ever, and this did not disappoint me. Um, I know a lot of folks are saying they wish they modernized certain mechanics within the game, um, movement, things of that nature, because it does still play like a PS3 game. Having played The Last of Us 2, where you play as different people, obviously, um, I actually am glad they didn't change it, Hmm. because... Joel, the main character, is a mid to late 50s at best character. So he's an older guy that's been through some crap. You know, you got to realize when this game really kicks off, it's 20 years into this apocalypse. So he's run down. He should move clunky. He shouldn't be super quick on his feet and be able to dash around like a madman versus, you know, Ellie, who in Last of Us 2 is in like her 20s, you know, or very, you know, late 20s, I think. Mm hmm. 
So it, it almost makes it feel like it's a style choice versus uh, feeling dated. Like if you think about it that way, but uh, certain things are just tuned that I don't remember too. Like there's a portion, not really spoilers, but you play as Ellie during portions of the game as well. And Ellie in this game is 14. So she's young. And there's a, there's a scenario where she ends up having to, you know, you play as her, so you have your guns and stuff like that. Where I notice while aiming the gun, so it's it's a third-person game, so you look at things from over-the-shoulder perspective, a la Resident Evil, right? Mm. And she has her hands out holding the gun. And I noticed after I killed whatever I was shooting, I was still holding on to the aim button, so she still had the gun out. But I wasn't doing anything. You could see her hands trembling. As somebody who was dealing mentally with what they just had to do. And I was floored because it's a detail. I, I don't know why I noticed it, but it's a detail I normally probably would have never noticed that carefully. That just shows how much time and effort was was put into this game, whether or not it was in the original one or it's only now. But either way, it shows the level of detail and the thought process that Naughty Dog puts in their game. So um, that's really all I'll say. But like, if you have not played The Last of Us or you've not played it a long time or you absolutely love it, this game is an easy, perfect recommendation. Every single Sony PlayStation owner should have this game. Um Hands up. Looks like, uh, you know, uh, he's looking more and more like a, a Brolin. The, the, the yeah. more we go. Like, you're, like, what's your take on, you know, like, this is the third iteration of this of this game now. And, like, is that, like, I, is this, like, a trend that, I don't know, I, I guess is, 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 is this game... Because of th- this, it's this game, you know. Like, I guess this is like yeah. this this story, and so many people have waxed poetic and have talked and, and sung its praises of the, the what the Last of Us is, and like that. That's why uh, do, do we get? Does it get a? Is it been given a pass that this is like the third version of this game that's being sold to you now? And it's like, or is it is it something to like continue to play games, you know, in the in the way that you know this ultimate version vision that as technology and in game design advances can only deliver. Yeah. It's so when this was first announced in my head, I was like, do we really need this again? But then part of me was like, well, PS five has the most power versus any other console. I, I will say, I think the reason this kind of, at least in my book gets a semi pass is the, the last of us when it released on PS three, it was like the last game put out on the PS three. Like, it was at the end of its life cycle. And then PS4 came out, and it was, like, a little bit into the PS4 when they re-released. I think what they were really trying to do was capitalize on the market that hadn't played it before. Like, I don't feel like the PS4 version was for the people that played on PS3, honestly, um, because they they had an experience already, and it was, like, recent, like, it was fresh in their mind still, that you didn't need to play it again on PS4. If you did, then, yes, you're seeing very little incremental changes. But if you didn't do it like i did where i just jumped from ps3 i was always afraid to play on ps4 because honestly i'm like what if i don't remember this game as good as i absolutely loved it the first time i was like does it still have that same emotional impact on me as it did you know the first time i played it and it does for me but i feel like if i played it again ps4 it might not have because it was still so fresh sure um so i think in those cases if somebody bought all three versions like day one then yeah you're probably a little pissed off by now that like it keeps getting re-released but it absolutely is in like its master format at this point. Like, I don't know what else they could possibly do to re-release it again. Uh, I don't think you can visually make it look any better than it is. And 
I guess if people really want to fight, they can modernize the controls. But like I said, at this point, it almost feels like it's a deliberate choice that feeds into the narrative uh, between The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it gets that pass only because of the quality of game. And I think it just because the original was so late in the PS3 life cycle and PS4 sold way more uh, units uh, of PS4s than they did PS3s anyway. So that those sales they're trying to capitalize on people who never owned a PS3 to begin with. So mm-hmm. I understand there's a financial decision on PS4. I think it was a creative decision on PS5. I'm uh I'm excited for the this HBO series. I think that'll be really cool. Me too. The little snippet we got um where we actually hear him talking. Uh it is remarkably close, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny where I wasn't expecting him to sound like Joel. Sure. Uh, you know, I unfortunately, you know, I never have played The Last of Us. I, you know, did jump in, I think, too, with a, it was like a, a let's play, you know, of the the remake, I think. And I think I watched a few yeah. hours of it. But I mean, I'm obviously very, very familiar with, with the story. And, um, you know, it's probably the downside because, like, it, you know, probably that would take away from, like, some of the experience of, of playing right. that. But, um, yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, this is like I mean, this isn't just this isn't just something that Sony's done. You know, we've got uh, Square's however long journey of creating Final Fantasy VII again, and I'm sure we're always going to see other. You know, we've seen remasters of LucasArts games, and you know, I think we'll always see this this trend continue of you know getting closer to a you know a the ultimate version of a said property, you know? So I I don't think this is a trend that's going to go away. And, um, no, you know, at the end of the day, like it is coming to PC, Jason. So you could experience it. Just saying Uh, on a steam sale, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say pay full retail value, but it also comes with the DLC too. So it does have that episode that was sold afterwards as well. So you have both of the stories from the first one. I mean, at the end of the day, the, uh, it's going to sell, right. It's going to sell well. I, oh I, yeah, I have very. Yeah. I mean, and it looks like what they no what they. I haven't watched too much, but like it, what the, it looks like they're doing with that engine looks phenomenal. And um, yeah, I wonder if do you think they'd ever like do anything with any of the uh, the Drake games at all, and and re-release those and so something and try to like they, improve. Some they of did them. do they did do a little bit on PS4. They did do one, two, and three where they oh, upscaled they did, them yeah, on PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did the Nathan Drake collection or something, whatever, on PS5, which had the last two games, uh, Uncharted 4 and that... Um, shoot, what's the name of it? The one that he's not in, but it was sold um, afterwards. Um, and those are on PS5, so those are like top quality there too. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. I just don't know what kind of rush they're in for that because I think they're... They're probably ready to work on something else yeah. now at this point because they've done kind of two remasters sure. in a row back to back now. I, so. I feel like that would take a lot of, especially that was such an early, you know, PlayStation yeah. hit. Like that would do like the most radical like design improvements to like yeah. the gameplay to really make that feel a little more fresh than what it's at. Yeah. Um, Plus, when you look at like Uncharted One, that's so old. That, like that's way older than The Last of Us. Yeah. Was. So it's like, yeah, you're trying. You're. It would be a ground up build, like hands yeah. down, to have to. I be. mean, that, that's literally yeah, that's what, what like one of the more anticipating games for 
I don't know if it's actually anticipated or not, but I feel like it, at least like if if and when it ever happens, the like the Knights of the Old Republic remake. You know, there's yes. like there's all these things. You know, it's just it's the name of, it's, it's a it's a it's a profitable it's a viable business model for the industry to absolutely to, to, to do these things. So, um, the last thing I, w- I want to touch on, and man, I I went back and forth about this a million times. <laughs> um, and you know, I guess I. I, I saw I, and I forgot I didn't know when it was releasing and I happened to jump through a couple of discords and I saw it, it was linked and that was the the Splatoon themed OLED switch and oh I didn't know you got the Splatoon themed one yeah, I knew you got the OLED I didn't no, know that's, I got a, that's a beautiful looking one I got the Splatoon themed one and because you know I nice. went on Amazon and there it was available and when you can say oh I got that Amazon card I can just do six easy payments of 60 bucks well Okay, you got me. Nice. And uh, yeah, it, it 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 is like compared like side by side, like wow, it just looks like the, the OLED design is just you can tell tell they, they took that original model and then just you know made enough little like little tweaks to iterations yeah. on it to make it just slightly improved. And it just it, of course it's the new thing, so your 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 mind is kind of your opinions little you know in the tinge yeah. here placebo effect but i'm like it yep. just feels better and like uh, like i made the comment and in, in the chat today like when i'm playing xenoblade i don't hear this <laughs> with like in the fans like it's just quiet but like they like let's say i think like nintendo could have done a lot more with with theme like custom models and like this like the the joy con look great the dock looks great the switch itself looks great. Like they did, like the colors and the like the the design of it is really a really nice touch. But um, I've I think well all, all I've played really on it so far is Xenoblade and like I, you think mm. like yeah you can make what everyone says like the colors just pop and then the screen just looks a little more looks a little crisper. But um, I didn't really have a reason to to upgrade just besides I, I wanted yeah. to and I think that's what it came down to is I finally was like you know I don't really go out of my way for myself ever and I was like well. Fuck mm-hmm. this. I'm doing it. And then Treat like yourself. my son's getting like my son, like, and so I did it on Friday and I was really having second, I was having doubts over the weekend. And then he played with the switch multiple times over the weekend. As, not as a video game, just as a prop. It's just, he, he pretends okay. to play video games on the switch. Hmm. Like holds the joy con. And then like when the lights go off in the joy con, that's him getting a high score and just like, and he is. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, something bad's going to happen with this thing. So, you know, and it, and I, so I, I have intentions of repurposing my original for him to use. I got to get like some crazy, like protective nerf case, yeah, or something. some nerf case yeah. for the thing. And like, cause he's like getting interested in, in my, like, I don't know when he first saw Minecraft. Definitely when we went, we went to the store and picked up the the Lightyear Legos they wanted, but he saw some of the Minecraft mm-hmm. Lego and he was like, "Oh, yeah. Minecraft! What's that?" Da, da, da. And then I think he's kind of at like that's definitely not a like we're trying to really limit what he does on YouTube. YouTube kids, yeah, is yeah. shitty, and there's like just like two channels that we don't mind the stuff mm-hmm. that he, that's on there. So he's he's seen some Minecraft stuff on there. Went to his grandparents a couple weeks ago. Came back with some Minecraft toys. I'm like, oh god, what is, it's happening, you know. Yeah. So at some point, you know, he's probably gonna want to check that out. And there's probably some other well, the kids at school are gonna be talking yeah, about it too. Some, so and just like some more. other like basic, not you know, nothing like kid games that like that could yeah. he can get experience. So, 
Um, and this will give them a way to do that without me having to worry about what happens to it. And now I know in like, it feels, you know, what are we like five and a half years into the console and I finally buy another yeah. version of it, which seems kind of like throwing money out to the ether. Cause I, I, I mean, realistically, what do we, I don't know what, I can't remember what Nintendo said, like what the lifespan of the switch is going to be, but. Um, I feel like yeah. we got to be towards. I mean, the, I just want to thank you because end. now that you bought one, that right. means they're going to release the pro. Right. So just something thank you for buying something it. So new, get a pro something soon. new is going to come out. And I guess what at the end of the day, what it came down to, I was like, well, I guess this is a better version for trading. You know, if I ever wanted to, like, yeah, absolutely, I could keep my OG and trade this one in and get, you know, but yep. it it does like early like I've, it's just like the, like you forget like all the concessions you make when it's just what you've dealt with for so long. Like, I'm yeah. like doesn't yours have some of the cracking and? Um, yep. Stuff like yep. that. And then just I'm like, waiting for mine to just die. Like the like, battery. We're, we're just so waiting like for that. I was concerned about the fans, the battery life, you know, yeah. some of the condition, but it's just like, it, it is, it's, it, it, it feels nice and it looks, it looks great. And then like, I guess what it came down to for me a lot too, is like, cause yeah, if you, you don't play handheld, there's no point. Don't get an OLED because there's yeah. no reason. But then I was like, well, shit, yeah. I do play, especially with Xenoblade. I've been playing, I, yeah. I've been playing i've only played docked on the tv a couple times otherwise i'm almost exclusively playing handheld so now um, you want to play handheld because it looks so nice right. too. So yeah it'll drive you to do it yeah so it, it, i'm i'm it's very happy with it very happy with it so it's really cool and yeah again the, the splatoon theme is is pretty awesome so i have to get splatoon because i got the splatoon switch right so yeah yeah obligated i'm very interested to hear your feedback on this i did see <laughs> that they just released a patch on the switch which was more likely most likely where i would would play it so um i mean yeah i've heard um everyone i've I, that i know that played it has been very positive so yes i absolutely love this uh cult of the lamb is what we're talking about so uh devolver digital strikes gold again with another fantastic game um this is 100 percent a game you would love uh i have no doubts about it um so it's kind of a mix of like Hades and uh, Moonlighter a bit, Ooh. all wrapped up in like a satanic uh, Moonlighter. Uh, Man, I, I was just thinking about that game the other day. It's funny you bring yeah. that up. Well, it, it's in that re- it's in that regards because so the premise is is you're the last lamb, from what I understand. You're you're being sacrificed by the old gods, and you're resurrected by what they call him the one who remains or the one who waits or something like that who's chained up in like a hell and basically has no power but he's able to resurrect you as his disciple and you're being tasked with going to kill the bishops of the old gods to take out their followers so you're building your own cult to gain power um, which the powers allow you you know certain perks whether it's better weapons more health um uh more uh things to unlock in your town um that will help benefit you in the long term so more crops for your people because the more followers you have the stronger you are because you know their their faith keeps you going um and it's this basic loop of you jump into a dungeon and it's procedurally generated so the rooms are randomized every time you come in but plays very much like moonlighter where it's like that zelda formula where you're in a dungeon you go to room up down left or right and you just follow those paths to get to the end. And along the way, you're collecting more resources, um, more favor from the gods, if you will, uh, more followers. You can rescue them and then convert them to your cult. Um, and until the end goal is to, to beat the bosses at the end. Uh, to do a run, you have to make it to the end of a certain uh, run four times to even fight the boss. Oh, wow. Once you defeat that boss, that allow you to go back to that dungeon. You can just keep going where as deeper and deeper you go, the benefits get better. 
Um, so you can keep playing to get more loot and stuff like that. But the more followers you have, unlock the capabilities to go to a different area to take down the next bishop till you defeat all four bishops and resurrect your god. Um, so that's like the Moonlighter aspect is you basically do your run, come back, come back to town. You do all your things in town to help upgrade the town to then go back out and do it again. Um, so within the cult, you're doing things such as you have to, you're responsible for feeding your followers. So you do all the cooking. So you do everything from cooking berries and crops that you grow through the farms you're able to build on, on your, your town, uh, to even if you want to be a, a bad cult leaders, you can feed them the shit that they leave. So they poop, you cook the poop and give it back to them. Uh, but they'll get sick and obviously get mad with you and you they lose yeah. faith in, in, in you and stuff like that. So there's always a give or take, like you could do stuff, but it may hurt you in the long run. Um, you get people who defy the cult and start trying to convert people away from you. So like right now, if somebody does that, I lock them up in the, the stockades. So that thing where you get like the head and the hands through. Yeah, yeah. And every day you're trying to re-educate them to convert them back. And then once they're back to following you, you can release them and they go back with everybody else and you, you prevent the rest of the cult from turning on you. Um, you hold uh, sermons in the church and get more faith from them doing that. You're able to perform rituals, which include everything from sacrificing somebody to the gods to get more favor from your people to you can even resurrect dead followers to come back um, from hell and, 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 you know, follow you again until they die. Um, there's just all sorts of crazy stuff that you do as part of this loop. And basically the more dungeons you go through, the more things you kill, more of that loop opens up. So you're constantly just going on a run, coming back, managing your cult in your town. There are other locations you can visit that have other perks and other, you know, favor of other cults you can get and stuff like that. And it's just a great loop, but the game is super funny. Uh, all the characters look like, uh, almost like uh, Animal Crossing mixed with like Gravity Falls Ooh. kind of creatures and characters like it has that visual look like the eyes remind me of like gravity falls characters um so yeah it's, it's a very cute cult that you can run either as a good cult leader like believe in your gods and blah blah you can run it as a vicious you know terrible cult leader and just you know fear inducing into your people to keep them happy but uh they'll give you little side quests for different perks and stuff like that as well but it's it's so much fun that it's one of those games that honestly it's like you mentioned with xenoblade is i've played so much time not progressing the story but I don't even care because I'm progressing my town, but I'm not mm. progressing the story. So I'm still accomplishing something, just not the main goal objective of the game. But uh, Donnie was raving about the game left and right, which got me to buy it. And obviously Lucas has started playing it because we have the game shared capabilities uh, on the PlayStation. Uh, Josh said he loved it as well. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of people that are saying nothing but great things about this game. And I think it's 100% a game that's right up your alley that you could appreciate nice. as well. So. Not sure how it plays on the Switch, um, but I don't have any issues except for um, when I leave town to go into the area where I can go into the different dungeons. It kind of freezes for a second and like stalls and then drops in. But that is the only hiccup I've had. And I think it's more just a, mm. a, a memory thing, I guess. Like, it, like it's not able to dump the memory quick enough or something like that. But I mean, it's a PS5, so it should. So it's got to be a coding error. Okay. Um, but everything else, control-wise, uh, you know, things flying across the screen, I get no slowdown, no issues whatsoever. So, and I don't think it's that intensive. That I don't think the Switch could handle it. I think it should be fine. Um, but you'd probably have the same experience just when loading in and out of a dungeon. But that's, it's literally like five seconds at the most. It's not anything bad. It's just noticeable compared to how smooth everything else runs. Okay. Awesome. Well, I mean, yeah. I want to check it out. So, yes, I want to want to do it. I mean, well, at some point. Do all the things. So, 
It's better time right now. It's better than Halo. <laughs> it is better, better than Halo. Halo right now. My time is pretty set yes. for. I got Xeno and then Splatoon, yes. and I'm probably set for the rest of the year, honestly. But you can wait for a good sale then. I mean, I think it's only thirty bucks anyway. Um, so it's on the cheap end regardless. But catch on sale. Uh, and if got, you're open got, to not playing Monkey Island coming out in September. That is uh, true. I am excited for that as well. Yes. Um, but I mean, if you keep an eye on like the Steam sales, you could probably get called to the Lamb cheap soon. Yeah, because we know stuff goes on there. You could probably get it cheaper on PC than you would be able to get on the Switch. Whether you're playing it or not as much, I don't know. But yeah, if I had a way to easily play, like if I had a way to like play my, like there's a reliable way to play my PC games. Not always down <gasps> down here. She just PC. got a Steam Deck, Jason. Gosh, I mean, I sh- kind of. Why'd you get you a know, Switch? She got a Steam Deck. Well, I didn't want to drop six hundred dollars because, you know. <laughs> Well, your pills aren't working well enough then, Jason. <laughs> and on that note, since my pills aren't working enough, thank you to all of our patrons, and a special thanks to those Arbors of Austinists, Josh Barboni, Takeda, Tyler Allen, Tom Servo, Brendan Meyer, Josh Brown, Matt Knight, and Bob before that Crusader, Edwin Callow. Thanks to Kevin for coming on here yet again, saving the show. Anytime. With his snappy wit and charismatic charm. I don't, I don't know. Sure. Something, something like that. Can you that. tell my wife that? Uh, I, it, yeah. We can set aside some time. We can, I can do some therapy for her. Okay. We can, put her in the, we can put her in the stockade out back and we can convert her. We can, <laughs> and we can re-educate we can, her. We can, we can convert her. Um, playing this out. We've got some OC Remix, baby. It's time. Uh, Sonic Colors. Everybody Wants to Rule the Wisp by The Good Ice. Uh, Ranges Music. Two songs. Planet Wisp Act 1 and Act 2. Sonic Colors released 2010 on the Wii uh, by Sega. So, got some poppy, chill, energetic, all those fun things, and uh, yeah, we're back, baby. 401, you know, it's uh, the journey continues. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. We'd love to have you. Thanks again to Kevin. Thanks, thanks, thanks all around. High fives, and we'll see you in two weeks. Maybe Lucas will show up. I don't know. We'll find out. If he leaves the secret family. That's right. The family under the stairs. So, until then, goodbye. Goodbye.